0: Alright, ideally everybody should be able to hear and see us now. Skelly, say hi. Hi. Everybody hear Skelly? Do you hear Skelly. yes in the chat? I'm yes. Hi.
1: So they, they definitely heard Skelly, me earlier. Welcome
0: to Hot Takes, everybody. Um my Welcome name is John Shiro. And you already know Skelly. <laughs> that That's Skelly, That's Skelly. We are uh we are a duo, uh, DJ and, and we're DJ Duo and, and Skelly does Skelly makes music. <clears throat> he has for a long time. Uh, and we created the show so that we could banter with you guys about art and music and what you like and what you don't like and argue and debate and geek out as a community with some of our favorite artists and friends. Um, at the moment we're a vaporwave talk show, but we really kind of are branching out into independent electronic music in general. So, yes. um, but that's coming next season. Uh, for now, just want to lay down some ground rules and just remind everybody, please no punching down. Punching up is actually encouraged, uh, but no punching down. Keep it clean. Um, And I wanna go over our commands. So anytime you type an exclamation point follow, brings up the link tree for the show. You can follow us on all our social media platforms. Exclamation point Skelly and Shiro bring up our individual social media. So you can follow us if you like either one of us, you know, more or less than the other. Exclamation point Spotify allows you to access a plethora of um, playlists that were created specifically for the show by previous guests. So specially curated playlists that you guys can check out uh, favorite music and they're all themed too. I'm uh, make if one you though. just Yeah, you really do. And and, and anybody who has I'll, been I'll on the show is them. publicly invited to make one. Uh exclamation <laughs> point Discord. Thanks Roche, for the generous donation, buddy. Exclamation point Discord will allow you to follow the link to uh jump in our public community Discord server where we have all kinds of fun, getting to know each other, hanging out, uh debating, you know, in a friendly fashion and just just geeking out being silly. <clears throat> and then finally if you feel the need uh everything that we pay for like the person that we're going to be commissioning for artwork next season is all paid for by viewers so people like roge corp and the people who i would shout it out in the intro video thank you very much for your generous donations and if anybody else wants to donate it is incredibly helpful uh because this show doesn't i mean the money that it's generated is all from you guys and it all goes right back to the community we don't we don't Skelly and I are not getting steak dinners after every episode, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. We have got a hell of a guest for you tonight. A one Crystal Eternal. Uh, Crystal Woo! Eternal. Yeah, somebody I've wanted to have on for a long time. Just somebody that makes sense. Very active member, not only of the community, but of the Hot Takes Discord <laughs> as well. Uh, very accomplished visual artist. Um, yeah. Graphic designer uh, known for the chameleon crafts uh, and for her... Uh, or production as well. Um, just released an album on Business Casual. I believe it's called Key Gen. Um, and, uh, and Crystal Eternal has also been throwing shows in the Columbus area. Um, yeah. She calls her show, her shows Nostalgia Lounge. I actually got to perform at one last, I think it was October. And there's an upcoming one uh, with Frank Javsi, King Quartz, VCR Headaches, Emco Pav, Crystal Eternal herself, and I think somebody else, but my my, my, my memory is failing me. But anyways, uh, so we're really excited to bring Crystal on. We'll talk more with her later, but we want to start the episode out with some recommendations courtesy of Skeleton Lipstick.
1: Okay, I'm Skeleton Lipstick. I've got some recommendations for you. And first one I'm going to recommend is an album by Brown, D-R-Number um, uh, Zero, W-N. And that was released on Global Pattern. And I cannot tell you what the name of it was, aside from that the title is a little sparkly and then another sparkle. And this is an interesting album that's um, very, uh, very like ambient and slush wave. And it's one of my favorites of last year. And the theme is very much like some sort of uh, moving, through a, moving through a spacecraft of some kinds. But to me, that's that's the theme the general theme but the feel of it is actually what's very interesting to me Uh, i kind of almost see it as like a lullaby for the lonesome um Mm. you know it's basically uh, you know it feels like the last day of a long bout with insomnia and you know what Mm. i mean and then the sounds just kind of vibrate and shimmer with this eerie combination of hope and fear you get this distinct sense in your mind that this is either the you know your insomnia is ending and this is either the beginning of a new day or your very last sleep so as far if you're looking for something that kind of treads a little line between ambient dream punk slush wave all those great sounds Ooh. and you're kind of looking for another thing that's uh maybe you've heard a lot of it and you're looking for something else in that world that's a bit inspiring i recommend this album by drown i can just let's uh sparkles <laughs> Because I don't know, it can't really, just little emo, emo, sparkly emojis.
2: Mm. And it's
1: on Global Pattern. And um, check it out. I like it a lot. And then the next one I'm going to recommend is, I believe, one that you've already recommended. Pro- I'm sh- actually, I know you've recommended it before. But I'm going to recommend it this time. So I'm going to co-sign this one as well. You know, I, I always co Not that I don't. I mean, I always co-sign. What oh. Young Shiro suggests, but this one I'm going to put an extra little exclamation point next to, and um, I'm going to recommend um, another great album from last year, uh, "Rainbow Smears" by Maggie Dot Wave, Oh man! Uh, released oh, man. on Business Casual, and I'm just going to describe it as these like rich, almost tropic soundscapes that expand like um, like electronic jelly, you know, across the listener's mind. Like it's just spreading that jelly across your your cranium um and the songs just sort of like expand into like granulated notes and then mm-hmm. kind of contract right into snaps of drums and synth stabs uh within a few moments you know just granulation the notes granulate and then expand out and um uh there's a lot of attention to detail uh and uh, very much songs, so. you know what i mean and uh the album just kind of feels supernatural in scope but the sound, all still very human and emotional. So I'm going to recommend that "Rainbow Smears" by Maggie.Wave. And you know what? What's the, I'm going to recommend um, for my last one? Where would it go? I was I just was listening to this, but I want to figure out the name of it. It's on um, Power. It's um it's Codex Encyclopedia's little uh, mm. collection of songs on Power Lunch. Let me. I think it's called "Not That You Cared," uh, even cared. But um, I want to recommend this because hold on, let me just pull it up right now to get the. Actual name of it, Codex. But he just released it. I think it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's sort of a bunch of songs from 2016 to 2021 by our buddy Codex. And this is fun because Codex is just a really interesting guy in general, right? He's a he's yep. intricate curator. He's interesting taste. He's an interesting. He's a unique individual in the. And so what I like about this album is I know that it's a collection of experimentations from him. So I am a big fan of. Learning more about creators, you know what I mean. And one of the best ways to get to know a creator or a public figure is to see about it's the art they make, right? And yeah. Codex is I think so well known for being a curator and a uh, an MC of kinds for so many other people, and uh, just an interesting guy with a lot of good taste in music and interesting views, and a um, you know, really interesting creative general creative person in general. So Absolutely. I like this album. I like this as like a get it as a way of getting to know this person a little bit more. You know what I mean? In a way that I don't always get you know. You, you know, you don't always get to see all these different uh, little compositions next to each other. And um, I think it's fun when you have somebody who you kind of you know watch and know and talk to and you get to kind of kind of see what's going on in their mind in a uh, in, in this kind of interesting sonic fashion. So, you know, I think it's this is a great this is the, the album for me is like a companion piece to him in general. You know what I mean? You know, it's a it's an interesting Thanks creative the artist, guys, a little companion piece to get to know him even better. So that's fun for me, you know. I like that. It's an I like that. I like I like this idea. of, Like every time I'm listening to these songs, I'm thinking of you know because you know him so well, I'm like I'm thinking of him and what he's thinking of the song while he's writing it. So that's why I'm going to recommend that when I think that this like is a great. Uh, this goes this goes well in combination with the person themselves. You know what I mean? So check it out.
0: Fire ass pick. Thank you. We crowdsourced this week's uh, selection of hot takes, so I'm going to read a selection of the uh, tweets that I got. Some of my favorite ones. And we're gonna respond until uh, until maybe for like the next five minutes. Then we'll bring on our much uh, much anticipated guest. Um, I don't know if you checked the Twitter, but uh, Kama posted a good one uh, where they say Japanese text in vaporwave is so 2016. Yeah, that's a hot one. I mean, it definitely makes it more difficult to search up your your shit. Like, what do y'all – when y'all describe a telepath album, like, do you know the name? And just, like, say it all I pretentious-like, know, yeah. and, like, nobody knows what you're talking about? Or are you, like, the blue one with the girl's face? I don't know. I thought it was cool, but you're right. It is a little passe. What do you think, Chris? I, it's, it's passe just because – well, you know, maybe it'll become
1: maybe it'll become retro eventually and people will do it again. Yeah. But for now, it needs, it needs a break. But I don't know, man. People can do whatever they want. Right. Up, yeah. I'm also a like. team I, people I can think do it's a very funny want. observation. I like the observation. I think that's cute and clever.
0: I think it's cute and clever. All right. Next hot take courtesy of Echo Droid. Once you hear Ooh. one Barber Beats album, you heard them all.
1: Yeah, Damn. I mean, but isn't that the point? Is it? I don't know. Maybe
0: I don't know. <laughs> like, I, uh, like, I, I always
1: I, thought Barber Beats was interesting. I, I always thought like the I mean, I, I mentioned I can't remember the Barber Beats album that I meant. Um, what the fuck was it called Gore. Yeah. the Gore yeah. album? I thought that was a really interesting that's take right. on it. Um, so just leave these that's cool. up. But I have no problem with Barber Beats almost sounding uniformed. That kind of like adds to like the strangeness of it because it's like, well, in the same way that like a lot of like, you know, a chain. think about like a chain barbershop, right? Well everything's gonna be uniform there
0: too, right? Yeah.
1: You know, the, 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 yeah, the, uniformity
0: could know. be good. Sports I mean, clips the sports clips
1: that you go to in fucking um Washington is gonna be the same one that you go
0: to in Minnesota. Is that you where know? you go to get your hair done? I don't go there together. You don't go to sport clips? No, I don't go to sport clips. It's all first. right. Oh, you've been there. You know do oh, you yeah. know you know recommend? Yeah. It's okay. You know, it's not bad. It's like barber beats, it's not bad, it's not particularly moving, it's just kinda of there. Hot take. Bruh. <laughs> All right, next tweet. Uh, See, got some Asian character. That's definitely Korean. Somebody Cadet. Junior 73 Cadet says, This is long. Future Funk fans care more about quantity over quality because you have to post a track almost every week to have consistent and growing listeners instead of spending actual time on albums or the songs themselves. Okay, so way to call out Future Funk, but also, like, I guess that kind of speaks to people having to try to keep their audience engaged with singles what do you think about that chris one more time change. so uh, the the person said they specifically said future funk people yes. are instead of putting albums out they're just putting out singles they care more about he said quantity than quality what do you think I don't think it's just a future um, function. I don't know. I mean, we
1: know it's not just future function. And is it right?
0: even an issue? Like, is it just I a change that, in the way?
1: Well, you really can't do that with Vapor, with traditional like Vaporwave or stuff. I I'm mean, it's really. just the way that things are done now. I don't know, man. The, the fucking the pressure's on these days. Like, people, you know, really thumbs on to, like, it's like, if I don't do this this way, then I'm not following the right logarithm. Like, that's the crazy thing about the streaming service, is it's like, this is the one way to do it. And yeah. if you don't do it this one way, fuck you you are gonna get <laughs> locked. what's yeah. the point I don't, Lost even know. In like, the sauce. I don't fucking i have no idea how you promote music anymore like, right. <laughs> it's like it's crazy i have no idea what the strategy is you know like you uh, like is all you can do just pitch is all like i don't even know I've no fucking clue how people like I don't do this know if now. there's
0: like, necessarily a way to do it right. I mean, people will fall I off the face remember, of the like, earth and I, then come back and like blow the I don't know, back man, up. but like
1: back, back in the day, like if I released something, like, okay, well, I could I could message it to blogs, right? I would yep. make a little YouTube music video for it, um, by like cutting up fun footage of shit and like send that out too. Uh I would go in different Facebook groups and post about that new release. I mean, I guess you do this in the Discord servers now. You can do that in like yeah, promotion yeah. stuff. But um and then like you know you I would post it on my Tumblr or like my other social mm-hmm. media I don't know I don't know how people do it now. um Beats me. Singles, I guess. I guess. Singles, I guess. Beats me. I don't know. Let well, me throw my, my new album comes out. I'm just fucking throwing it out there. I don't I don't care about this shit anymore.
0: Let me throw out one more um hot take and then we'll bring on our guest. uh Male tears chimed in. I love male tears. Said. Oh yeah, like, male tears up. Yeah.
1: Oh. So sick. so so proud of that guy.
0: Yeah, very proud of Male Tears. Said, so well, still the, so much, Doing so absolutely. Well. Like shout out Male Tears. They said vapor. Shout out the Male hypnagogic Tears sounds.
1: dominating like the scene. You know what I mean? Uh, his scene right now. You know, it's just I have like my the the goth DJs in Philadelphia talk about Male Tears and how much oh, they there love playing, playing his music. Well, I, I hope he hears this. Here. I hope so too. But they like they like and I'm like I know him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right no shit right so so mailtier said vapor and hypnagogic sounds have gone beyond the bounds of nostalgia oh for sure absolutely yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Facts. Way, I mean, I, that, that's facts i mean that's is that that's a, hot a hot take? take that's
1: absolutely that's that's, that's like and that's like complete facts from james right there yeah. you, know what I mean? and, you know
0: and that's good you I know and
1: mean, that's good and that's good and i i never was particularly fond of the idea of constantly tying it to like only being nostalgia i was never i i considered nostalgia to be one um one uh, one die in the in the uh, in the paint kit that you could use
0: one die in the paint I, which I use like pretty
1: that. liberally myself but like I didn't think it needed
2: to be completely that
0: I need to bring our guest on because she has been sitting in silence for like 15 minutes but everybody if you don't know who crystal eternal is uh, check out her albums uh, check out nostalgia lounge check out her graphic design as um, I believe it's chameleon crafts uh, hopefully I don't get uh, corrected there but um anyways crystal eternal a lot of people know you a lot of people are excited to talk to you go ahead and unmute yourself please welcome to the show hello everyone hello we are incredibly excited to have you here and we want to start tonight's episode by asking you what you think about some of the hot takes that we uh that we just discussed
3: yeah um, would you mind running them past
0: me again well there were like four of them uh, and you know I kind of started with the sillier ones and then kind of moved towards (laughs) ones that I thought were you know like more appropriate Uh, One uh, let's see Kama said um, that the the, like Japanese characters in in Vaporwave Acts was was like so 2016
3: oh yeah I agree and and I'm totally Mm. guilty of that Um, (laughs) using them as recently as last year but yeah you know you live and you learn right (laughs) It can uh, be a little cringe.
0: Echo Droid said all Barber Beats sounds the same.
3: Okay. If you've heard um, one Barber
0: Beats album, you've heard them all, is specifically what he said.
3: Yeah, and I think I agreed with Chris on that one. Yikes. Just kind of like, <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> just, you know, it. I he think goes, that's, thank that's you. kind of the vibe. I think that's yeah. kind of the vibe. But but that
0: can could, that could be a good thing. That's not necessarily bad, right?
3: No, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily Uniformity a bad. Uniformity in sound just... can be
0: very, very good. Uh, the third hot take was, oh, a future funk. Um, well, I guess this person specifically tried to say future funk artists are are constantly dropping mm-hmm. singles, aren't, aren't putting out like full lengths. They are concerned with quantity over quality.
3: Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely have seen that a lot, um, but I can't blame people for yeah trying, well, it's, uh, it's trying to trying to make a trying to make it, you know.
0: And on a lighter note, and we'll move on to getting to know you, Um, thoughts on the um, vaporwave moving past nostalgia?
3: Yes, no, true, lie, good, bad? You know, um, I don't know. I think that's kind of where it started. Um, But there's nothing wrong with with things evolving. Um, And I think, you know, there is some truth in that, that things might be changing in a way that's moving away from nostalgia and away from like those motifs into like other motifs and um i don't know it's interesting curious where it'll end up
0: i love the constant evolution personally Uh, classic vapor is good shit but you know when you've been listening to it for (laughs) a long time sometimes it's like all right let's listen to some breakbeats you know (laughs) Let's, let's hear some solar punk I don't know uh well skelly's got uh, some great questions for you and i'll let him kind of get you. things started just a reminder to the yeah. audience hold all questions for the top of the hour please let's get all to know right. crystal so eternal
1: okay so let's take it back a little bit for a moment here all right crystal eternal what when did you start just even kind of getting into music and what was the first kind of music that you were listening to when you were younger
3: yeah um well that goes way back um I've listened to music very frequently for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, that growing is. up it was kind of just like the the pop music that was on the radio, you know, twenty eleven, you think Lady Gaga, Kesha, yes. all the all the big ones. But um there's a period of time in between when I got into electronic music and vaporwave and this pop music that I was like you know what happened before this so i started going on this deep dive um into like 50s and 60s music and i kind of like hyper focused really on that for for 50s several and years 60s music that is yeah. really interesting what kind of 50s and 60s music were you listening to mostly like doo-wop um wow. a lot of stuff with like a lot of stuff with harmonies that's that really, like, intrigued me. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. You know, that's kind of funny, too. Like, you think about doo there's, like, such, like, a kind of, like, a very ghostly sound to it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of can be sometimes.
1: What drew you to that? Was it... What, why, why Why there? You just sort of, like, you know, this is kind of interesting. I, I kind of want to explore this realm a little bit more.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it kind of clicked with me um, musically. It was something that, like, I found myself able to... In a way, sort of replicate the style of, like, um, you know, yeah. in my own music because I had started to play guitar at this time, and that kind of music was really like simple and easy to play on guitar, so you know, it was easy to to latch on to.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's sort of like the beginnings of like you know, like simplified rock music is coming from that era, obviously. That's kind of an interesting era in the first place. Um, you know, it's really also the first time that you're really kind of getting like like pop music, right?
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. I kind of agree.
1: It, Cause that was the really there wasn't prior to the 50s there wasn't like a word for teenagers you know what i mean like there was adults oh yeah and, kids. and teenage culture does not really occur until after world war ii when now mm. there's some disposable income in america and now there's like a whole new class of kids that want to go out they want to dance they want to feel and most and more importantly than that they want to feel things you know what i mean like that like yeah. became a big deal like and so that's why, like, it's kind of an interesting genre of music or time in music to study that doesn't really get thought about too much these days. But I'm like, no, no, it's like the first time that there was, like, you know, like melodrama in music. You know what I mean? There yeah, was no real yeah melodrama. boy was it
0: over the top, too, a lot of times.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I, <laughs> I, must, good I, must I must I be a teenager in love? Like, this is, like, kind of crazy. Like, there's, like, a lot of mm-hmm. melodrama. You know, there was always, like, big emotions in music, obviously. But, like, melodrama was kind of like a new thing here. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, like, it was,
3: like, the, the first time musicians that really, like, just come out and say it rather, yeah. than, rather than just kind of, like, tiptoeing around it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That definitely, and that probably is why it informs the sound of, like, you know, like, these, like, chord progressions they used and the wailing. Like, makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Interesting. Okay, so did you listen to, like, any Motown and stuff, too? You talked about the 60s. Would you get into that?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Um, a lot of, like, um, 60s. Um, I didn't delve too much into like mid 60s or late 60s. It was mostly like it stopped, kind of at 1963. Um, oh wow, okay, that's early. Yeah. So, that's so, and that's like, actually
1: I guess the time that you would stop because once you start getting past that, then it starts becoming um, infused with subculture. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. And not that that stuff's not great. It just no. Like, but it was when you're looking. It for. was the end of that era. Yeah. Interesting. That's really interesting. Do you have a favorite artist
1: from that era that you liked, that you referred to a lot, or you liked a lot? I don't really, we don't really get to talk about 50s music. That often. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, true. This, yeah, this
1: is the first. This is the first time we've ever talked about 50s music on Hot Takes. Go on.
3: Yeah. Um, I would have to say uh, Dion DeMucci. He's a big one. Um, and Frankie Valley in the fourth season. Oh,
1: absolutely. Frankie Valley, of course, for sure.
3: Yeah. He's a little bit later, but um you know still on that that wheelhouse mm-hmm. obviously beach boys um yeah, yeah stuff like that
1: makes sense okay so you started is this how you really learned to start making music then and, and writing music was by studying this first
3: yeah um i took guitar lessons uh, as a teenager and um you know those kind of led me down to okay so um if I learn how to play these chords in these songs, I'll learn these progressions. And um, so I started learning, you know, the common um, progressions in um, 60s, 50s pop music, um, which eventually led on to me like, okay, well, how else can I change these sounds to to make something new? Interesting. Like it. So
1: did you make, Did you um, write write any music like this? Did you record any music like this? Or was this sort of just uh, you did this, and then it was going to be a gateway to something else?
3: Definitely, probably more of a gateway. Um, You know, There's a few covers out there that I did um, that never really saw the light of day. But um, ultimately, that was kind of like my experimental phase. Interesting. Yeah, that's
1: definitely a different experimental phase than other people we've spoken to.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no shit. I love that.
1: I love it too, yeah. So then, OK, you, wh- where where do you go from here, then? What's the next start- kind of music you start getting into?
3: Yeah, I mean, it kind of takes a hard turn into Vaporwave, honestly. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how else to explain it rather than it just kind of happened. Um, I remember stumbling across um, a video that was explaining what Vaporwave was. It was <laughs> Do you remember what, way, wait, like wait, do you remember with
1: the content creator that Yeah, yeah, was it, it like
0: Pad Channington
3: or you know some shit like that? It was um I don't know I'm trying to remember. It was uh, the channel was or at least the segment was called uh This Exists. Oh wow. Um,
0: so it maybe been made from like an outsider. Must have been. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was like an outside perspective um ah. on what on what vaporwave was. And I think this was like 2016 2015 somewhere around then um and from there i was just like okay where do i find more of
1: this (laughs) what appealed to it what appealed to you yeah
3: like
0: and what was what was some of the first stuff you were exposed to like specific tracks artist albums
3: oh you know um obviously floral shop you know they were just like oh you know this is the song this is the one lisa frank 420
0: Um, modern competing
3: yeah um, I want to say there was um, some Saint Pepsi in there. Um, all stuff that I still listen to to this day. But, yeah. but so, yeah, that's that's kind of where it started.
1: I kind of want to ask you after you listened to it, were you like, I gotta try making this myself?
3: Yeah. Um, and that's actually where. Crystal Eternal starts um, in 2016. I was like, you know, I can, I can make this. I have a Daw. I can, <laughs> I can, uh, I can, I can make a joke. You know, I can. Um, I've, I've seen how this is made. Let me just get in there. So um, I made my first track, Collect Call, um, which eventually went on my first album, and put it out on YouTube, um, gave myself the name Crystal Eternal, um, with the word for eternal in Japanese in the middle, you know, using <laughs> that motif. Um, and yeah, it was a joke. I was sending it around to my friends, like, hey, look, I made Vaporwave, I made Vaporwave. <laughs> That's how it always starts, right? <laughs> hey, look what yeah. I'm
1: doing. You're like, oh, look what I'm doing. What doll did you use?
3: Uh, Ableton nice and so you were sending it around as a joke and then at one mm-hmm.
1: point were you like you know what this is a pretty interesting creative expression for myself
3: i think it was once i started to get good feedback on it um like the first person that actually took it seriously was like hey you know that actually sounds pretty good what if you kept going with that
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow that's kind of crazy. It really only, I mean, I noticed this in general. It really only takes like just a little bit of validation. You know what I mean? Once there's a yeah. little bit yeah. of validation, you have that initial spark to expand something further. And really, that's mm-hmm. kind of what it takes, you know? And that's, so that's why it's like if your friend's making art and you like it, you know, tell them, you know? Because oh, you don't yeah, know what's Why wouldn't people you?
0: Should... I mean, well,
3: I don't I know. Not... Some people,
0: don't. maybe some people want to, <laughs> I don't
3: know, be aloof. Yeah, and like I might not even be sitting here if it wasn't for him saying, hey, make more of that, you know?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, that's crazy. I mean, think about, that's kind of an interesting thing to keep in perspective, like all the other things you've done since then, you know, the albums and the live shows. And oh, yeah. <laughs> which reminds me, what about the artwork?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When did we get
3: the art? That I've been doing also ever since I can remember. Um, and And things in that regard haven't changed too much. Growing up, um, you know, I've always had this um, this passion for for art and illustration, I'm specifically like doing um, cartoon, like anime um, style illustrations. Um, I've always done digital art, so um, you know, what, what it's just been mean? a lot of uh, a lot of like honing skills and building them up.
1: So you just, okay, so let me get this straight. So you've just been doing it on
3: your own. You, did you
1: not have any kind of professional or mm-hmm. formal training in it?
3: Um, I had a semester in college, um, but ultimately I dropped out. Um, so I'm a dropout. drop out. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, now I'm mostly self-taught as far as like wow. um, art goes. Wow.
0: Really? And, I mean, the quality of your art is definitely a cut above. So that's that's really fucking impressive
1: yeah it's kind of can i ask you and this is a question i ask a lot of the times when we have the artists that come on like you know you have a distinct style how <laughs> did you develop that
3: that part took a while um, that's
1: like, i remember talking to bianca and everybody else about this and uh and, and pj i talked to them as well like asking them like because i think that's such a most difficult part of becoming an artist obviously it's like okay i can create things i can draw now i can paint i can do whatever Okay, well, how do I figure out how to do something slightly different that is me? How did you mean, yeah. did you have any inspirations for that first that you looked to? or?
3: Yeah, I, I think it came with playing with it for a while. Um, I don't think I would have found my own style if I hadn't like stopped thinking about that too much. Um, I think it started to come more naturally to me when I started to just like put that part of it in the back. Um, and just focus on making stuff. Um, Eventually, um, things started to fall into place more, and I think now I have more of a recommend, or more of a um, consistent style, but uh, definitely for many years it was kind of all over the place, and I mean, I'm kind of all over the place in general. I mean, you can tell by my music interests. Multifaceted. Like, I'm, I'm everywhere. I mean, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a good I, thing. I, I, a, like, uniform sounds love...
0: can be boring sometimes.
1: I mean, it's funny. I mean, I uh, I'm a big fan of the. Um, there, you did the the your cover for one of the EPs you did. Um, uh, the Arcade Girl one. Yeah, that's such yeah, that's a such a great cover. picture. It's such a and it's got like so much personality in it too and one of the things mm-hmm. that's really interesting is like the dark the heavy dark lines that you use in the outline i love that shit too yeah that's that's uh but that was like very distinct you know what i mean because like, you see very people,
0: like y2k a lot of people
1: play yeah but and so like it was like it was very interesting uh take on it on that on that style which like felt very this is a distinct artist here doing this you know what i mean? So. Yeah, no, I, I and I like the color choice in it as well. These are all like very difficult Thank things. Like, I'm not a visual artist. So, like this all seems extremely difficult to me. The idea like how to have yeah. things like so um so you feel like at this point you've got a little bit more of a uniform style that feels like your you now at this point and that is that something. Um, Do you have any recommendations for people of how to discover that about themselves? Would you
3: say just don't think too much? Yeah, um, and also you know a lot of my um like learning came from youtube so you know don't discredit youtube uh use it as a tool because it is probably one of the best tools out there for art um you know um looking at other artists is good but um obsessing about looking at other artists work is unhealthy so finding that balance is important as well
0: if I can ask I know it's a uh, it's time for Skelly to ask questions but okay. what are some of your your biggest influences visually
3: yeah um that's a good question I I pull a lot from a lot um, as far as like my influence goes um, one of my favorite artists um, her name is, uh, or she goes by Loish. Uh, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people out there probably know who that is, but, um, she's pretty big on the internet and beyond, um, does like really expressive, um, portraiture. Um, it's very painterly. It's, it's a little less like what I do, but, um, very good stuff.
0: You said Loish. Can you spell that?
3: Yeah, it's like, um, I think it's L-O-I-S-H. Ah,
0: Lux found it. Loish.net, thank you. There we go. It'll be exciting to check
3: this out. Any other influences? I'm, I'm sure there is. It'd probably take me a while to think of them now. Well, we don't
0: have time for that. Next question, Skelly.
3: <laughs> okay, we don't have time for that. <laughs> okay.
1: At what point did you realize that the um so you, first you're just making the vaporwave. Did you know that there was kind of like an active scene of people who talk to each other and that it was kind of as interconnected as it is
3: at the time? No idea, no. I How'd you yeah. figure that. Um How'd you figure that out? <laughs> that is a good question. I I think Oh man, where did that happen? Cause there had to have been some connection there. I I think it was probably when I got onto Twitter, um, started finding people, you know, that were like, oh, I make Vaporwave, um, and then I'd see, oh, who do they follow? Oh, there's a bunch of these guys. (laughs) There's a bunch of
2: these guys.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Also, no, I think it really started with, um, the Vaporwave Cassette Club on Facebook.
1: Oh, you're not the first person to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting, you're right, because like, you realize that, oh, like, first you just look look into it to just kind of see the releases, but then you realize the people posting the releases are people, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you see the comments underneath it, and then you're like, oh, I can kind of like reach out to these people, too. It's kind of a weird thing to all of a sudden feel like you're part of a community of artists, you know, just by, I don't know, walking through the door. Was there a first cassette that you, did you used to, did you have a bunch of paperwave cassettes?
3: Oh uh, yeah, I I think I started collecting like a year after I got into it. Um, my first cassette was. Oh, let's see if I can remember. I should remember this. I know the first album I downloaded. It was um "Prive" by Tuwa. Um... Oh wow! Shout out Tuwa. Really? Shout out Tuwa. Tuwa a madman on the decks.
1: Dude, he's a he's a really yes. good friend of ours
3: and a really
0: sweet dude. God damn! Like really sweet dude. Meeting really Tuwa in person, well. I was like, wow and he yeah, goes back he, he, he goes did. back real far to like the keys he goes back era. to the
1: beginning he, he's he's from the beginning you know what i mean he's been there since the beginning he's been in, in it since. The, he's one of the first one of the first artists in the scene yeah he's been very he's first wave very first wave we love yeah. friend of ours
3: i um that's why i was stoked um my first live show i got to play with him which was really exciting
1: oh shit! i didn't know that how fun
3: yeah it was yeah, that's it was a full ass. circle moment um i think I'm trying to remember what my first cassette is. Let me pull up my Bandcamp here. That will tell me.
0: I love looking back at old Bandcamp purchases. You ever <laughs> do that, Skelly? Yeah. I Look know. at what you bought in 2011.
1: Oh wow! I really, I should do that again. I haven't done that. It's in fun. While. I very, went back I'm just by chance one
0: day and was like, "Damn, throwback." <laughs> That's why I migrated my iTunes library with all the metadata to this new rig because I wanted to see, like, you know, like, when I, like, first downloaded a vaporwave album, that kind of shit, like, how many times I've listened to it, etc. I don't think it was really 2011, Ognos. Maybe 2012. I'm old.
3: Okay. It was, um... It was Oasis by Cat System Corp. Oh Ooh. wow, pretty
1: pretty cool stuff. Interesting. That's so funny that we have these little um, compendiums of our you know previous uh, art art experiences. Now <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, so, what your sound has changed a little bit throughout your albums. Um, when you originally kind of did like some like you know late night. 05 05 uh, sort of uh, you know vaporwave soundscapes and then eventually mm-hmm. you kind of moved into future funk what precipitated that change
3: um you know i think i got a little bored um not that i didn't enjoy <laughs> yeah. the slow stuff but i was like you know this i feel like this could make me dance if it was faster um That's so good. and and i was like you know i've heard i've heard whisperings of these live shows that people are doing like uh, what, if, what if this was What if this was the way into the live show scene?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So you already had it in your head that you wanted to start doing live performances?
3: Yeah, and or, I didn't know how I was going to do that because there's no information out there. <laughs> no, not really.
0: How oh did yeah, you, you just got a up? network, right? Yeah. And before Discord we had to up? do Facebook. Yeah.
1: How did you get linked up with your first show?
3: Oh, that, that goes way back. Um, it was with uh, ronnie at vapor space um hmm. so it, it started all the way back in 2018 when was when was econ one <laughs> uh was it 2019 <laughs> I it was i think i think they had two econs in
0: one year didn't they mm. yeah it was the yeah Brooklyn. i don't know how they looking back i don't know I must how they say, no, did it was two definitely twenty nineteen year it was, it was definitely 2019, 2019. you know what you're know right that, it was like... late 2019 Everybody was
1: very excited about the future. It might have been late 2018. <laughs> fully fully derailed. That timeline was fully derailed.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think it was late 2018. Was, uh, we, we,
1: we were on our way to the best timeline and like completely like completely lost it. And, and we've been picking up the yeah. future ever since. Yeah. the
0: coronavirus. But, uh, yeah, well, it um, was
1: like, like, we're all excited. We're going to do so much. And then we're like, we can't do anything for two years. <laughs> What a nightmare! Or we like, oh man, yeah. Well, anyhow, so you got linked up with your first show. So, did mm-hmm. you just reach out to Ron?
3: Uh, well, what happened is, um, you know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was stupid stoked about Electronicon that first year. Um, oh, did you, which did you go to both of them? Uh, I just went to the first one. Um, oh, did, but, you
1: stay, did you stay for the after party?
3: Uh, I wasn't old enough then. Was, oh no. I was sorry. I was twenty at oh, the no time man. and I couldn't go. Oh no sorry. Uh,
1: oh. It was really fun.
3: Yeah. It was a bummer. Uh, okay. but um yeah, I showed up three hours early just to be you outside showed up and wait. Three waiting. hours early?
0: I showed up early as shit at Econ two when I met you in and line, you
3: Chris. That was you wanna what? know the you wanna know the only person who was in front of me? Who? I'll call him out. It was Sev. Sev and Sev? you were first Sev? in line at Econ 1?
1: 7 7 Sev? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
3: That's I love so Sev.
1: Funny. That's my I buddy. That. <laughs> how fucking random. That's crazy. He's the only one. So the guy that's like half, you half your size. So, I mean, Sev got there like three and a half hours early is what you're telling me?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's how I met Sev too. But um, oh anyways... That's Ronnie so was incredible. coming around introducing himself in line there, studying yeah. through vaporwave shows in St. Louis. And I was like, vaporwave shows? Yeah, yeah, That's little something I'd everything. like to do. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'd love to do something like that someday. And he was like, well, keep in touch. Um, you know, four years later, COVID, all this happens in the middle. Um, but, you know, eventually we, we did set something up. And uh, last year in February, I had my first show in St. Louis.
1: Crazy. That's crazy. I still can't believe you came three hours early. Wow, you really did connect with the vaporwave world, huh? <laughs> three hours early, wow, unbelievable. I can't believe that. That's that's so funny. Okay, so um, so then after econ, did you did you feel like even more inspired to make more art to get involved even deeper with with your music?
3: Definitely. Um, it was kind of like a renaissance moment for me. I was like, um, you know, all jazzed about it um and obviously pandemic hit pretty shortly after that um so i was stuck inside and i was like oh no i'm stuck inside i better do something with all this time um so i i put it towards making music i think that's around when i put out my second album Um, and just really just kept trying to go at it Interesting. So man, a
0: lot of terrible things came out of that pandemic, but some great things did too. Like I, I made so yeah. many friends. I, I networked. I mean, I wouldn't even try to, but I just met so many people and so many creative juices flowing, like man, we, we really got lucky.
1: Well didn't did the hot takes start we started during the pandemic, right? Yeah, we
0: start yeah, uh early twenty twenty. No shit. We've been going on for almost three years, I think. That's
1: crazy.
0: It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs>
1: Wow. Uh so anyway, you how did you feel doing the transition from, you know, just producing to the live music? Was it difficult? Did you have your sets planned in advance? What was your, what was your plan for that?
3: It was definitely difficult. Um, you know, still even even now in like uh in 2023, there wasn't a whole lot of information out there as far as like what's the way to do this? What's the way to play sample-based music live other than DJing? Okay. Um so um I didn't jump into DJing right away like most people um you know I've noticed have been doing recently but um I was like I'm just going to play from Ableton um I'll use a controller my um uh, like a USB controller uh, plug yeah. that in and um, trigger samples live yeah. um so that's what my first show was um eventually I kind of changed up my gear a little bit but that was that was where it started i was like i already have ableton it just makes sense to work with that yeah
1: that's still how um even james from dvs does dj sets when he's used mm-hmm. to do them for really chill is he would bring he would do them on ableton so then at some point you make the switch over to doing live performances but then what happens when we transition from just playing live shows to setting up your own that's mm, kind of a crazy a big pleasure. deal, and that's what we, we do want to spend a little bit of time talking about <laughs> is that process because that's, that's so many people want to know about that.
3: Yeah, um, that kind of just happened, um, by osmosis, it was just kind of like um, something that felt like the natural next step for me. Um, just being in Ohio, there, there's not There's not a whole lot of electronic music, um, happening live, uh, here. Not to say that there isn't, but, um, especially Vaporwave, like, you know, there's been maybe one or two shows before Nostalgia Lounge, um, in Ohio that were Vaporwave themed, but I was like, you know, I really want to talk to the people that have been doing this for a while and, and figure out how they started, um. So I reached out to uh, Ronnie. Ronnie was very, very instrumental in making, out, sure, making sure that uh, Nostalgia Lounge happened. Um, Ethan at Midwest Aesthetic. Um, also Shout very extremely Midwest helpful. Um, and I'm sure there's other people I'm forgetting. But, um, you know, it was all just like compiling everyone's advice um, and kind of making myself a, a checklist of what I needed to do to make that happen.
1: That's a big responsibility. Did you talk
3: man. to the um circuit zero people? Surprisingly not really. Um, you know, I spoke with Simple Syrup a little bit. He was the one who helped me nail down my venue, um, actually. So shout out to Great him. Dude. Shout How out Simple Syrup.
1: How did you secure a venue? People are always um, asking these questions.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, we have a dive bar in town, um, it's called Cafe Bourbon Street, that's where we have our shows, um, and, you know, it was just through word of mouth that I really was able to, um, secure a spot there, um, you know, thankfully they are very supportive of, of having new people come in and, and play music, so, um, you know, I'm very lucky in that aspect, I know not, a lot of places aren't just going to let anyone come and play, Um, you know. I obviously did, like, a little bit of a proposal, um, told them, you know, how many people might come out for this. This is, you know, something the area doesn't have. Um, You know, just a little bit of talking it up, but... um, but also just making sure that I was realistic about it with them.
0: Your sound guy was phenomenal when I played there. Oh yeah! I don't know if um, you have him all the time, but he was just so sweet and helpful, and friendly and supportive and informative. Just like, kind of a deviation from the normal experience. I feel like a lot of people have with sound guys. Yeah,
3: they are actually going to be back for the next show, so I'm I'm very excited and happy to welcome them back. Yeah, they the were the cool as shit.
1: So, how did you um, go about getting performers to come and getting other people involved?
3: Yeah, um, that was a lot of networking. Just, you know, talking to people here and there. Um, I, you know, I reached out to to you, Isaac, obviously, um, and uh, and a couple of others. but if you know, a lot of it felt a little bit like cold calling, like, "Hey, I know we haven't really talked much before, but I appreciate what you do." Um, yeah, that's a big. I, I would... was
1: like it takes like it takes a lot of like uh, you know, oh, you gotta be like, all right, let me just go out and do it. You know, it takes it, it takes a lot to just kind of set up these shows and to go ask people and then to organize people getting there. And you yeah. know, it's a lot of responsibility, and so it's very yeah. impressive when you have done.
3: And, and obviously, I want, you know, you always want to keep in mind, like, how close these people are to where you're playing. You don't want to just ask somebody <laughs> overseas to come over and just be like, you know, it'll be fine. I man. know, right? Come yeah,
0: on. we'll give you a $500 guarantee. Just fly your ass over here. <laughs>
3: yeah. How do you get, how did you start promoting it? Um, you know, it it started... Again, with advice from Ronnie, um, he suggested that I, you know, do in person paper flyering, which, you know, is a little old school still, and some people don't even do that anymore, but I still do. I still, you know, will drop off posters with record stores in town, hang them up around town, um, things like that. Um, But I think the thing that's really helped Nostalgia Lounge grow is like paying for instagram slash meta ads um because yeah. they surprisingly pull in a lot of people that I'm otherwise you swears by them. wouldn't see I, yeah
1: I, I used to do those for terminally chill all the time as well and i don't i would also target them specific to like yeah not mm-hmm. just philadelphia but i would also like i would pick all the little little towns around philadelphia and like oh, that's yeah. how we get my like i had a bunch of them little, little pins dropped everywhere what's the so most what's Within a fifty-mile radius, it was like within here, 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 and small radiuses around them. It What's works. the
0: most like niche or like random interest that y'all would like target? That's not. <laughs> I didn't would that you really target really like anime or like electronic? I didn't target interest. I just targeted. Um,
1: I know. I you just, know what?
3: I just targeted locations. I pu- I put a limit on mine actually. Um, really? You know, I actually, um, you know, said if this person likes country music. Um, you know, they probably are not going to like this ad. Don't send them (laughs) ads. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't waste my money on them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your technique was that was actually limiting. (laughs) Please don't waste my money on that. No
0: Florida, Georgia
3: line fans going, oh, this is horse
0: shit. I want my money back.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely curated that shit. (laughs) So... So you had, okay, so
1: first you spoke to some people who had already done this, you did some old school ways of promoting it, you used the meta ads, you obviously secured the venue, uh, you mm-hmm. had a location, you created a good relationship with the location, and do you have any advice that you would give to other people who want to maybe do something similar to you or something that you did that you didn't wouldn't do that you wouldn't do again now or that it was a pitfall they should avoid or a suggestion Mm -hmm. that you should keep in mind
0: man that's a great question
3: yeah um obviously there's been mistakes i think um one thing to keep in mind is how you roll out promo um finding that sweet spot of like too much time, too little time um and really just like making sure people are engaged in your show happening from the moment you announce it to the moment it happens
1: so keeping so what's
0: the game. perfect time frame like a month, 2 weeks?
3: I would say probably a month. Um, I'm guilty of blowing way past that and announcing it super early. But, um, you know, all in all, I would say a month. Um, and then really heavily, like, focusing your ads within that month. And even maybe if you, uh, if you feel like it, you can give, like, a really big push of ads in the last week. Um, I've noticed that helps a little bit.
1: So that last minute ads—that's what you would say—is really focus on that on that week coming up.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, will see, they'll just scroll past your your show and say, you know, um, I'll I'll go to that, I'll go to that. Um, but when it comes to the week of, uh, that's when people are really starting to make plans. You know, they they know what days they have off work, they know when they're going to be able to get over there, uh, and that's really when people start, um, clicking and um, engaging with it.
0: What do you think is a fair price for the door? And like, how do you decide what order you want people to perform in?
3: Yeah, um, what I do is $12 pre-sale, 15 at the door. Um, it's a little more than what I've seen um, other shows at the same venue do. But um, you, you kind of just want to consider how many people you're bringing um, to play. Um, you want to be able to pay them fairly. Um, how many people you think might show up Um, and you also want to consider um, what um, other shows at that venue are charging because chances are you'll also get people that just come to every show at that venue
0: yeah or some like random walk-ins yeah (laughs) got your 15 (laughs) dollars
1: what's the biggest obstacle you faced in putting these shows together
3: um I would definitely say time and money time and money are the big ones um while it in my experience isn't as expensive as I expected to do um I think you know a lot of people could a lot more people could do this than they think um it's really putting in that time um, for promo and like making all the all the stuff beforehand that like, you know, if you can do that yourself and save the money on hiring someone, um, you know, that's great because, um, that's more money in the pockets for the performers at the end of the day.
0: I'm still interested in, uh, in knowing how you decide what like order you want to put your performers in on the bill. Yeah. Not on um, like the visual poster, but like the order that they perform.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It... I think it really comes down to, um, you know, do you have a headliner? Do you, um, you know, how far are people traveling? Um, I consider all these things. I don't know if I, um, if I follow my advice to a T every single time, uh, because, you know, sometimes people will um, want certain times, certain time slots, Um, so managing people's um wants with you know how much they traveled um and things like that i think are really important just to make sure everyone's happy
0: i remember i uh i was explaining to somebody how like i don't know if you feel this way skelly but like i feel like when we were young the headliners would always go last didn't matter how late it was maybe it's the same maybe it's still that way in different scenes but like i've noticed lately there's been like a huge push to have the headliner go on at like nine. Yeah. That or makes like sense eight or me. nine or 10. And then, like, honestly, I feel like the opening DJ gets a better slot than the last DJ does. <laughs> yes. This is great. But, like, I also had to explain to somebody on an un- unrelated note one time who was throwing a live stream event that it's passe, or not passe, it's like kind of a faux pas to, like, if you threw your own show for you to be the headliner.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, you're supposed to just
0: like you're supposed to be cool and just open.
1: Yeah,
3: that's 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 no
0: shade if you don't do that crystal, but I feel like you do.
3: (laughs) No, I do that. um, And I will be opening at our upcoming show. So if you're coming, be there on time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might miss Crystal Eternal.
3: Uh, You want that? How How many acts do you usually have at them? Um, I like to stick to four. Um, and this time we're that's good. Smart. Three or that's four is so like... so smart. Yes, I yeah. agree completely. I've been
0: to some great four. shows that had like eight or nine acts, but it's like sometimes it's yeah. it's, it's it's just better There's to There's a be little like, like fatigue. Three to five. Somebody's
1: yeah. going to be angry if you have eight or nine acts.
0: Yeah, yeah. someone's going to be angry, and like you got to split pay ten different ways, like. Somebody's
1: gonna get mad. No, no. I, think, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. That that's a good number for artists to have. Of artists to have.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna grab no. a drink and let you get one more in before we open it up to the the uh, the um the chat. Cool.
1: Let me ask you: What has been the most uh, important thing about making music and setting up these shows to you? Like, what is it? What does it really mean to you?
3: Um, you know, I think it's just. It's such an exciting way to express myself uh, because I'm very much a quiet person in all other aspects of my life. Um, I get called out for it all the time. Like, hey, you're being you're being too quiet. You haven't said anything. Um, So it's just my way of breaking out of my shell and and doing something new.
1: Yeah, I love that, too, because it's such a um, such a big way of breaking out too. you know, organizing shows putting together this big expression of art and, um, and, and and community. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's very interesting that you're like, I'm very introverted and yet you're doing something which requires so much showmanship and involvement and it all rests on you too. So
3: <laughs> yeah. you know
1: what I mean? Like it, this is like, it's a really interesting thing. That art and has provided for you, you know what I mean. And it's just such mm-hmm. a cool way. And you know, I, I think that's what such that's the cool thing about art. It's like all these like cool ways to uh, explore this other sides of ourselves in like the most cool in like in, in the most interesting and unique way possible. Like it's so much more interesting you exploring that side of yourself through this through the through these mediums rather than like I took like a speech class. You know what I mean? Like I took like yeah. a I made a toast, you know what I mean? Or I like went out and tried to talk a little bit more. Like, no, no, this is like such a, a more interesting way. Cause it's not like, so I think what it says is like, it's not that you don't have that side of yourself. It's just that that side of yourself is, 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 is this is that side of yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this, like saying up the shows and creating the art and you know, crystal eternal is that side of yourself.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Interesting, interesting lessons that we learn about ourselves. Through really involving ourselves in art music and community yeah cool mm-hmm. i
2: like it
0: guys we're gonna go okay. ahead and yeah. cool switch to the second hour of the broadcast where we open the chat up to audience yeah, submitted it. questions i saw some really good ones in chat earlier but i don't want to like favor one over the other but i really hope naoko coed asks her question again <laughs> um before I we I address attention it's okay before we address celadon dream suite's question i want to get one quick one in if you could change anything about the way the vaporwave scene operates, what would it be? Hmm.
3: I would have to say all the infighting. Um, I don't know. That's, I don't know if yeah, that's the I way it that. operates, but um, you know, just all the little clicks and um, you know, feels like we're just throwing snowballs at each other sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. it would be, it would be nice if people could quit taking pot shots and calling each other people, na- each, each other names. uh celadon dream suite says where do you start when working on a new track and is it different when it's a sample versus sample free track or like if it has a melodic hook if it has a do you want to do you start with the hook do you start with the beat that sort of thing
3: yeah it's very different um from sample based to non-sample based um i would say to start out sample based um i am definitely looking for that hook um, especially now, like, um, some more of the, the dancey stuff that I make, um, finding a hook that, um, maybe isn't the main one in the song, but is still very strong. I like looking for those, um, you know, the ones that are hidden, like two, two thirds of the way down the, the track. Um, Ooh, yeah. And, like a,
0: like a hidden little, like interlude part that often gets skipped. Yeah. Or, like, and not it noticed. comes right out
3: of the gate coming right out of the gate in the track with that part of the song rather than this the slow buildups or um stuff like that um but when it comes to non-sample based music um which i've been getting into a little more recently um i think it's just i go through my list of synths my my vsts and i'm just playing different chords until something sounds cool um and then I'll see. What, okay, well that that sounded cool. What if I? What's another chord that sounds cool with that? Um, so right. there's not a whole lot of like actual music theory going on there. Um, I'm I'm not that smart at, at music theory. I uh, I just know it sounds good. So I just try to follow that.
0: Well, we are drowning in questions now. Thank you guys. We're about five deep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. Do. You don't owe us an, an apology. Um the the question I really wanted Neokokoa to ask again was tell us some DJ Cena lore, please.
3: Okay. So DJ Cena. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen if you've if you've been around uh, the Nostalgia a- Lounge Yeah, if you've seen a Cena, um, you know, there's a chance you've been around the Nostalgia Lounge Discord or um, you know, it was actually born in the hot takes Discord. Um DJ Cena is, um, I don't know, an amalgamation of just the weirdest parts of myself. Um, <laughs> it, it started with <laughs> it started with um, a, a picture of John Cena um, and uh, we we're workshopping it in the uh, the hot takes Discord, adding different accessories to to him, like kind of like a paper doll. We we're like, okay, so what if he had? um what if you had jinko jeans on okay uh what if those were overalls all right <laughs> um what if you had pink shutter shades um and uh osiris shoes and um a spinny propeller hat that was the big one um <laughs> and the tap out and shirt. Event- <laughs> yeah the tap out shirt and we eventually made this monstrosity that um i think lended itself to um making horrible dj mashups on uh, it's on uh, SoundCloud and using his image oh, and yeah. different themes. I,
0: I hope there's an easy way I can find that picture and flash it up on the screen. <laughs> there probably isn't, but I'm still going to try. So there's your DJ John Cena lore. Uh, Crystal Eternal is a beast at Photoshop, or whatever program you used to make it.
3: Yeah, definitely that that's photoshop (laughs) turn that
0: shit out brick mason music question what kind of music do you want to see more of in the scene
3: hmm also i am noticing the lag i'm sorry guys i I hope it catches up with me here in a sec (laughs) um
0: oh whoa yeah
3: yeah one second here yeah you could
0: always cut your camera off real quick if you want
3: okay yeah let me see if that helps
0: damn you missed the dj cena lore skelly i heard it i was drinking a drink i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to pull up a picture
1: why oh i'm crystal eternal now
0: yep you are so so she (laughs) shut her camera off so now we're all moved around whoops i got you if I open Discord in my browser, will it fuck with the Discord client? I really hope not. I'm really trying hard to see to find a picture of DJ Cena.
1: Crystal lipstick. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's there's a uh, there's a picture of you going like this when you're like in the donor lens screen. I think I sent it to you. You're going like yeah, I'm doing this. I saved it. I god, thought that it's was fucking hilarious. It looked like you had like eyeliner on and shit too. So like, uh, always like, always like I always look like
1: welcome. Eyeliner on. That's oh, just I'm natural. sorry.
0: I didn't mean to pull it. Pull it. A... Well, <laughs> people always give Kelly George Clanton in a hard time. <laughs> a Don't want to do Kelly the same. <laughs>
1: that's
3: funny. Hot okay, right.
1: hot stakes. I with think post-
3: I've got this figured out.
1: Crystal lipstick and young eternal says one year experiments. Oh my god. Hot
0: steaks <laughs> damn i can't save this sticker
1: it's funny too you were talking about like you know we're not getting any steak dinners with the donations
0: crystal you got okay. to like send me a really quick picture of dj cena so i can like just pull it up and throw it on the screen
3: oh yeah uh, should i just throw it in here in the in the chat skeleton, just like dm Polish it to me okay steak, right? thanks
0: it's in chate. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, Lux found the picture. Shout out to fucking Lux.
1: Lux finds everything. Oh,
0: wait. It said DJ Cena in the streets. Is that like the first iteration of it?
3: <laughs> I I don't remember. I don't remember what to, that is. I'm about to put that I've, shit on
0: screen right now. I've, I've Photoshopped so many of oh,
3: these. Post that up.
0: Um, yeah, I'm about to post that shit up, but um, we still want to know what you think about Brick Mason's question about what kind of music you want to see more of. In, excuse me, I'm so sorry. In the scene,
3: oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I'm missing a little bit the, uh, the, the classic vaporwave sound. Of
1: Ooh, me too lately. Me too.
3: Of I just I just want like, a couple really good ones. Yeah. This year. Y'all need to like, listen if to that's Trash one Ghost. Thing, yeah. If that's if that's one thing I could think of, that's one. There we go. One, thing i'd love to hear this year dj cena i think we were i think
1: think that's that's a good idea oh shit look at that that's great
3: am i cutting out again
0: (laughs) no no we put dj cena on the screen i love those oh are you cutting out oh no i think she is oh no oh wait no she's back i just i threw the the dj (laughs) cena up on screen dj cena that's fun anyways um (laughs) Some more classic vapor, yeah. I mean, you got Trash Ghost, you know, some other people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I love Trash Ghost. We love Trash Ghost. That guy, same. That guy's real skilled. Guys, that guy knows how to do it. Knows how to do that thing he does. It's impressive. Bring back C-Punk. Oh no! Don't tell Lux. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) don't tell Lux.
0: Ryan, mediocre. I'm a big fan of your (laughs) Forest Fair Mall EP. Did your love of dead malls slash mall culture? come before you discovered Vaporwave or was it more cultivated upon hearing Mallsoft?
3: yeah I think it kind of I think it kind of was spurred on by Vaporwave a little bit Uh, but shout out to to Forest Fair Mall EP shout out that's a deep cut loved the (laughs) recent
0: graphic retelling you did of the uh, the map with the the logo
3: yeah um,
0: um, is it okay if I give a little history, or do you want to do it?
3: Yeah, if you want to.
0: So you probably know more than me, and you can correct me. Um, there's a there's a dead mall on the outskirts of Cincinnati, Ohio, and it's called the Forest Fair Mall, and it was accessible to the public. Um, retail archaeology went there, I believe. Uh, Lux and I actually visited Skelly oh. when uh, when I came out to visit Lux for the first time we went oh, really? to the forest fair mall and it was sublime it was just phenomenal like i mean i'll i'll admit like i'm not a huge like dead malls guy it's just like all right cool malls whatever like yeah i miss i miss seeing like you know like indoor plants and smelling cigarettes in the mall but but like <laughs> i'm not a huge like you know palm mall cat system corp person but it was it was it was beautiful we went there um so yeah. crystal eternal lived in cincinnati for a really long time and didn't realize you made an album in as an ode to that but but also recently did a, like a, a graphic like kind of redesign of the the layout of it with the logo mm-hmm.
3: yeah um and and honestly that place was like a big for ha- me um there's an arcade that used to be in there um it's there was move. they have a it has a a great new location um, pretty close, actually, but um, you know, for a long time, it was just you know you couldn't access anything else in that mall. Um, all of the big anchor stores like Bass Pro Shops and Kohl's they were all um, locked from the inside of the mall, so you, yeah, you, you had even to access, access them those. from the
0: outside. Mm-hmm. There was no like outlet into the remainder of the mall.
3: Yeah, so literally, all that was in this place was an arcade the size of like a um, you know like a I don't even know how to describe it like, like the size of a GameStop store. maybe or... no yeah. I guess
0: it was a bit bigger than that I remember it being a little bit deeper in there
3: Hmm. yeah shout out to Arcade Legacy they're great
0: yeah uh, I think the guy that we met when we went there was the owner and he was cool um, mm-hmm. now I know I picked up a Laserdisc copy of Blade Runner when I was oh, in yeah. town but I don't remember if I got that there or if I got that somewhere else in Cincinnati. Possibly that record store. I can't remember what it was called.
3: is it Shake It or Everybody's?
0: I don't
1: remember. Oh, that was really scary.
3: Anyways. <laughs> I do um, know that they sell um, laser discs in the arcade. So
0: I brought that bitch Great all the side. way back and now it's here again. It was Torn Light, which is apparently going to Chicago as I believe uh, Lux mentioned BB um, Bluff I have a question what are your short and long term goals as an artist Ooh,
3: mm, that's a Ooh. good question I'd say long term um, you know whether it's music or visual art I'd love to be able to support myself off of this that's my long term goal um, right i'd love to just and maybe that's not like a huge like in the clouds goal or anything but you know when i get there if i get there um we'll figure out something else but um that's my long-term goal at the moment um as far as like short term i would have to say just keeping momentum going is my biggest thing i you know i want to keep playing shows and just keep Making friends and having a good time. Nice. Fire.
1: Great answer.
0: Great question from Mr. Houston. You mentioned loving 50s and 60s music. Have you heard of the band Broadcast at all? They came around in the oh. 2000s, associated with Hauntology, but very reminiscent of that era. I love Broadcast. No. You, I'll you have,
2: have to write that down. down. Okay. I've,
0: I've heard a couple tracks, and I remember liking some of what i heard um on a more like maybe left field note you should definitely check out monster rally Ooh. oh yes yeah I'm, a, I'm aware of monster oh you're rally. aware good very very big like yeah just just hauntology um ryan mediocre again great question did you know going into the making of Key Gen that you wanted to show off your singing voice or was it something that happened organically as the concept of the album question. came together? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I meant to ask about that myself too,
3: yeah. I think um, the inclusion of vocals um, was something that was like part of the idea. Um, I wanted it to feel like something completely different from the music I had put out previously. I wanted there to be like a hard line in between... Uh, the the last EP that I just put out in in this so um, adding my own vocals and my own instrumentals into something for the first time um, you know I wanted it to mark the start of something new was it difficult doing vocals for the first time
1: or did you already
2: okay Um, before like
1: with your when you did like the doo-wop covers though mm mm-hmm Okay, so you'd uh, already had some experience.
3: Yeah, so... I would say it was pretty similar to that. I, I think if you listen to some of the vocals, just some of the, um... There's, a, there's little, like... There's little hints that a lot of that influence came from doo like... Um... Mm-hmm. I like to, to hold notes a lot, and... Um, I think really interesting things can happen when you start um, overdubbing and putting multiple layers for harmonies over top of your vocals, um, which I I love to do that as well. So a lot of that came from doo-wop.
1: You think you'll do more vocal work again at some point?
3: Definitely. um, I'm exploring ways to do it um, that I... I like the sound of, because um, there's certain vocal styles that I do that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, but um, I'm trying to find my my style with that, just like anything else.
1: May I ask, what do you use to record your vocals with?
3: Um, I do it straight into Ableton, uh, but I use a, um, I'm actually using it right now, it's a Blue Spark condenser mic um, into my audio interface.
1: Good to know. Can I ask you what um, sort of, what kind of plugins do you use on your vocals?
3: Yeah, um, if anything, I'm um, especially on Keygen. Um, a lot of that was run through um, Melda Auto Pitch. Um, just doing some like uh, pitch correction. Um, I wanted it to sound very robotic. So, oh, um, running it through like pitch correction, vocoders, bit crushers, um, fun, and then adding on like did delay. You you, and, did
1: you say you use Melodyne, or what did you say it was again?
3: Uh, it's called Melda Product It's called Melda Productions, I think, is the the company that makes it. It's a freeware. Um
1: okay. I'm sure other people would like to know this information. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, you.
3: it's a freeware pitch correction software. Um, definitely recommend looking them up. Great right. question, courtesy of Lux Elite. Rank these in importance,
0: but it's a quick good question. question. We have All one right, quick question All right and then no more. Okay,
1: <laughs> but I know that that's one of the things I think a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people struggle with not just recording them, but how to process them, You know, how to mix yeah. them in. Um, when do you do your vocals? Do you do them... Before you finish layering the tracks, or after you're done, because I know the problem with vocals is having to sweep out space in the frequencies to fit the vocals in, so it doesn't. Oh yeah, good in. point. So just yeah. Any other, any other tips for people who want to add vocals to their music?
3: Mm-hmm. I do it at the end, which you know maybe gives me more work to do, but um, I I'll just drop in, um, you know, a rough cut of my vocals. And um, there's a lot of EQ tuning that goes on there, um, mm-hmm. like seeing what frequencies my voice is at and seeing what frequencies I need to cut out of my other instruments and my drums. And, um, yeah, that's
1: tough. I'm, I'm surprised that you do them after you are done everything. That does give a lot, of, a little bit of extra work.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> I should <laughs> really rethink tough. that. Uh,
1: any suggestions? Well, last thing and then we can move on. Any suggestions that you would give to people who want it, who are considering adding vocals to their music?
3: Yeah, um, I would say just try to keep your audio clean. Um, Make sure there's not a lot of background noise. And if there is, um, you know, your mic's probably up too high. Um, So turn that down. Um, Other than that, I would say just making sure that you set realistic expectations of what your voice can do because sometimes you know what you hear in your head um, doesn't quite come out
1: (laughs) yeah no i totally good advice one of the things i remember having to do when i when i used to do vocals or if i ever do vocals is like understanding that some letters i pronounce aren't going to sound great when i'm singing them and just sometimes like oh that's interesting my s S with a z when i sing it mm oh
0: that's really interesting yeah, wow.
1: so like that I, never thought so I about that. I don't have too much of that hiss. You know what I mean? That can get away. So that's yeah. a good thing I remember having to do when I do vocals. We replace certain consonants with other conson- consonants so they would, wouldn't sound, you know. Yeah. So anyway, it's always good. I always like, you know, it's when we have somebody who adds vocals to their music, I always like to ask a question or two about this because I know that some people want to add vocals, but they're not sure how to do it and they're, or they're concerned about it. So tips yeah. are appreciated, my friend. Thank you.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Honestly, I feel like so many people who, who watch back and, and ask for more content ask for that kind of content. So I'm on it. Thank I'm on you. It. Nonetheless, Lux would like to know if you would rank in importance album title, track title, oh. and album
3: cover. Mm. I'm a very visual person. I'd have to say album cover is right up at the top for me. Yeah, that's right. um, so, I don't know, I judge a book by its cover a little bit, I, if, if the album cover does not entice me, I'm usually not clicking on the album, I'm sorry, um, but I think that that's like, that's part of the album to me, it, it's, you know, as much as the music is, trying to give a vibe in the, in the artwork that translates into the music, I think that's really important. Um, but I would say, probably just goes, for me at least, um, album art, album title, and then track title.
0: Nice. What are what are some examples of albums where the artwork just grabbed you so intensely that you were like, "I've got to hear this," like like oh, yeah. beforehand, just never heard the work at all, and were like, "This looks great."
3: Um. Wow, that's a good question. Um, the Avalanche's since I left you. Ah, that's a great oh, album. Yeah,
0: Classic great album.
3: Great cover. Uh, I think the cover like captures the the uh, the emotions in that album, and the 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 crazy sort of all over the place sound of it. Um, just a just a great album.
1: That
0: is a really good cover.
3: Any others? I'm looking at it again. Off the top of
0: your head. Yeah, isn't it like a bunch of people in a boat? Or I feel like there's like water on it, yeah.
2: With
1: like the sort of the waves coming up and it's they're also like the positioning of the boats is not directly in the center. Like, yeah, it's a really good album cover. I'm looking I'm looking at it again right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that is a really good album cover.
1: Interesting. Good, good interesting.
0: My favorite album cover of all time is Yola Tango's And Then Nothing Turned Itself. I think it's called Inside Out. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's the one where the person is like standing outside of their house late at night and there's like a UFO. It's just, I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now.
0: I couldn't tell you what it is that's so beautiful about it. It's just, it's just it's just a place i don't know it reminds you me know, of like it's, e. the really, it's
1: really good and i like the way that they have the, the character positioned at the edge on yeah as well yeah it's yeah. very
0: like m83-esque yeah this
1: is good this is a really good album cover
0: what's your favorite oh, album cover of all time skelly
1: um that one by brand new probably is a really good one god the uh, devil right? you know what's it called um what's the the name? something devil yeah
0: yeah, devil, and, devil and god yeah it's devil called. and god are raging inside nice of
1: me to brand new but i really like that album cover
0: oh yeah with the girl around the corner of the two um masked people
1: yeah that's it the oh, devil that's and god the most silly pick i've me. ever heard of the devil and god are raging inside me with like the people in like the halloween outfits and the yeah little that's kind of scary ones. the devil and god are raging inside me by brand new and fun facts i don't really care for brand new but i do like that album cover Yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to them. I don't really care for it. But I love that album cover. A lot of people, well, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people love yeah. Music, I swear by it. Yeah. But that's because they're slightly younger than me. And that was a big deal to them.
0: Ryan it's, Yoker I, with I another great key question. Would this, you consider key like like an optimistic no album? I hear it's great. Says
1: album, says there seems but... to
0: be a looking back slash longing aspect. But to him, it feels like ultimately a door opening into a brighter space. About yeah. key
3: uh, Um, Sorry, what was that question again?
0: Uh, Ryan Mediocre, one more key gen question. Would you consider it an optimistic album?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. I see that now. Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, it's it's very much like a a death of my past sort of album, if I had Ooh. to describe it. Um, yeah, wow. stuff. It's it's like I, I really think of the album as like turning a page on my life um, for the better, uh, but definitely turning a page, leaving a lot of uh, a lot of bad things behind, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people behind for better, for worse, um, mm. um, and just moving on with my life and trying to trying to make the best of it.
1: Wow. I, that's intense
3: got
0: another great question kj valium rank in the order of importance url shows irl shows and remixes slash collab albums Huh? what
1: a great oh. question kj that's a great question
3: yeah that is a good question well i never even I, i'm
1: thinking i'm thinking about that one myself right now Please.
3: i would say for me uh nothing beats a good um collab or split album if i'm gonna be honest um I just i love seeing like two people's inspirations come and like clash with each other and and um, make something new i think that's really exciting um next up i would probably have to say irl shows just because i um i love being there in the moment um something nice. i don't really i don't really feel the same way in a URL setting. Not to say that I don't feel that sense of community, but it's it's not at all the same thing. Um, and if you've never been to a UR or an IRL show, um, I definitely recommend it.
1: Good answer.
0: Sorry, just making sure everything sounded and looked good. Um, Somebody said, uh, "Celadon Dream Suite." Says, "Speaking of album art, what album are you most glad you have a physical of?" Doesn't have to necessarily oh. be vaporwave. Anything.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be vaporwave, though. I think. Um, <laughs> 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 I would. I would have to say, it's probably it's probably hit vibes. If I'm gonna be honest. Nice. Um, nice. I'm just glad that I I own that piece of music. On physical media for the first time—it's really exciting.
0: What do you think about gatekeeping? Gatekeeping, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, good no, succinct I, answer. answer—it's
3: um, don't do it. I can't stand it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you tell me your story of when you discovered your absolute favorite act album? or genre. Ooh.
3: Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Boy, pick one. Rough.
0: I just want to hear a story.
3: Hmm. I would have to say the most interesting story is probably my favorite act. Um Okay. I'm going to gush about St. Pepsi a lot. Oh. We do likely, love some St. Pepsi music. We do love him. Um, he just puts on a great show um every time. And I don't know. You know, there was a moment at this, at the, the last Electronic Con that, um, you know, he ended his set and I was just kind of left there um, in tears. And I was like, that, that moved me. And Aww. that's something that like I'd never experienced before. So, you know, if I had to pick never one, one act, no, never. Wow. That's adorable. Yeah. So if I had to pick one act, it would. It would definitely be him. Are
0: you a fan of genres?
3: Um, I'm a fan of. I don't know. I feel like like genres can be arbitrary lines a little bit, but but it, I'd be lying if I if I wasn't a little bit interested in in certain genres, you know.
0: Celadon Dream Suite says, "Question: What is the true meaning of vaporwave?"
3: <laughs> the, the friends, the friends we made along the way.
1: There it is. There it is. Love these one-liners. <laughs> Keep
0: them coming. Crystal Eternal, what is your least favorite trend in music right now?
3: Oh, oh man, uh, working with Kanye. Damn.
2: Damn, son.
3: Crystal nice. Eternal,
0: who is an artist within the scene that you consider an idol or mentor?
3: Oh, good question. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people I look up to. Um, a lot of people that I um, think make extremely cool art um, in every sense it'd be really hard for me to pick one um all right so give us three us <laughs> of view. okay um thank you I I've I, re- I really look up to uh, Uniwa um, Shout out he's Uniwa been, yeah. He's been a great friend to me um, and I think he's been a really solid um, force in, in keeping me um, doing doing these live shows and, um, and making that stuff happen um, He was very uh, nice to me um, after the show we played together and, and gave me lots of good advice and uh, you know, shout out to him. He's
0: You do love some uniwop. Great vibes you. from that guy. Friend of the show. Friend of very, the show. Very, very you. smart and successful and skilled fella.
1: Yeah, that was a great interview, I not know what you That was one of my favorite.
0: Celadon Dream Suite with another clanger. How do you describe Vaporwave to co workers slash family who ask about the music you make? Or do you talk about vaporwave with people outside the scene?
3: Yeah, um, I think I, I think a lot of people are are just wondering what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm very quiet about it, you know, at work and with family. I'll I'll just say, you know, I'm I'm playing a show. I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. playing my electronic music. Um, I. I've got a show coming up, um, but I, I don't really divulge. If people ask, I'm usually like, "Yeah, I make like sort of, sort of dance music, sort of um, experimental um, sounds." But yeah, I'm not, I'm not usually explaining it to people.
0: I always just try to tell people it's like a remix art, which I know is not yeah. necessarily true, you know. But but for the most part, like I feel like. People go like, "Oh yeah, so it's like like remixes. It's like flips. Like okay, yes, yeah, sort of, you know."
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the easiest thing, to Yeah, connect yeah. it.
0: Um, Darian Shields, what's your favorite movie?
3: My favorite movie. That's I feel one. like it's this one always changes on me. What's uh, your top movie? top three maybe.
1: Yeah, what's oh, one you, like? you can do one that you just like, or a lot.
0: or current yeah. was a good question, you know.
1: Yeah, just one that's you see. It doesn't old or new. One that you like a lot.
3: Okay, um, I'll say Casino. Oh, that's Scorsese. a good one. Do love some Scorsese. I, I like casino.
0: that one because it reminds me of fucking Vegas. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. A yeah. You especially. Honestly. That's a that's a, old, right. that's a long one. It's like three hours. It long. is a long one. I love long movies. Me too. Uh, there was another good one. Damn, I guess I didn't copy. Oh, yes, so I, did not
1: see, I did not see. Casino coming. That I was didn't terrible. either. <laughs> great, great choice. I say I didn't see that I coming. See I love Casino. It was great. That
0: was a weird, great character likes. study.
1: I love films that are character studies in general. You know what I mean? That yeah. That is like a one, one long character study of three individuals.
3: Yeah, I love that. Because
1: you
0: know, honestly, Taxi Driver is iconic. But other than that, I think I like Casino. It's better than Goodfellas, in my opinion. Yeah. That yeah. that I will agree yeah. with. Yeah.
1: What? Yeah, I think I agree with that too. I love Scorsese. He does such fun movies. Me
0: too, man. Uh Shreddy Krueger, thanks Lux. What is the best newest thing in vaporwave right now? It could be a sound artist, art style, whatever. Hmm.
3: The newest thing. The best huh? newest thing. That's oh, the sorry. best newest thing. Yeah. Um Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know I'm I'm uh, I'm not afraid to admit that I love, a lot of the like, the break beats that are happening. Me too. Um, recently I think that's a fun exploration, um and a fun like way to. To spice things up a little bit, I think that's that's my most or my favorite. I, I just thing. think
0: breaks are fun personally. Like fuck it, yeah. I, I always liked breaks. So keep it coming. And and keep the questions coming, guys. Um. Until then, what is a, what is something that you used to be that you used to be into? It could be a genre, album, or even an act. Just something you used to be really into that you just no longer mm. are, and why? Why are you okay. not into it anymore? Ooh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Man. I mean, I guess I could I could go back to. To like do up and all that like I, I don't really listen to it too much anymore these days sometimes sometimes i'll go back to it and uh reminisce a little bit um but it's not something i actively sit there and listen to especially not like i used to um and i don't n- really know quite why that is but i think it's just that um just like anything else like my taste buds for music kind of changed a little bit and um yeah. I think that sometimes
1: yeah. when we fully understand an art style we get it and it's part of us and you can't go back to it the same way anymore because you, you kind of like, I got it, I explored it, I understand it. Yeah. So I love it, but I'm just going back to the same well now. That's how I feel about a lot of music that I used to listen to, which, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from when I was in high school that I still love I still think it's great, but I'm not really going to listen to it anymore because I did that. I got it. It's all, I got it already. What's next?
0: Yeah, I feel that. Sometimes you burn out on that shit too. Hey oh man, yeah.
1: I used to love Scram's music. I still do love Scram's music, but I don't find myself like going back and listening to it. Yeah,
0: like, I'll you know. listen to what I already know that I like, but I'm not going to find new Scram's music.
1: Even if I found like, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, it's just that I, I got like I experienced it. I, do you I experienced know what? It deeply, and I experienced it deeply. I have tattoos for like artists some. From some screens, of that yeah. stuff
0: is actually sort of, s- not not necessarily sampled, but like like hinted at in the deconstructed club genre. Oh, mm. that's so you might was, you might enjoy that actually. Like there's I a little know, bit I of, of like, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's just interesting when you experience an art pretty thoroughly on like a mental and emotional level. You you really had your it's like a, a former lover. You know you can't really yeah, know that.
0: yeah. Great questions from Rochecorp. Crystal Eternal, why are you so cool?
3: <laughs> it just it comes with the territory, I think. It comes with the name. There you go. <laughs>
0: Luxury Elite with a two-parter. We'll go with we'll go with the first one. What vaporwave artist or duo would be a grail to get for Nostalgia Lounge? It's okay if you want to list oh, multiple. Oh my. It's a great question, damn.
3: I feel like I'm going to call people out here.
0: Um, Speak it into existence.
3: Let's see here. <laughs> there are so many so many people that I would love I to I mean, have. I
0: absolutely have emailed Blink Banshee about being on Hot Takes.
3: <laughs> That's
0: not made up. I did it.
1: Did he respond?
0: No, but Flanger Phobia said he talked to him about it in person, and he said that he might possibly do
3: it.
1: Right, he should. He knows what's good for him.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer to that question. You're too I, I make. <laughs> I am. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know who I would say.
0: We can come back to it. Lux's second question was, "Who was an artist in the vaporwave scene that you believe deserves more recognition?"
3: Hmm. I'm going to go back to Sev. I think Sev... I thoroughly agree. I'm so glad to see that he's making music again. I know. I'm so happy. Um, every time I see him post something about music, I'm like, yes, come back. <laughs> Dude, honestly,
0: um, like when I... I'm sorry to jump over you, but when I did my recs, good. it was like a week or two ago. I had... I think one week I was like, Skelly, you're doing Rex because I haven't found anything good lately. So then I found a bunch of good shit and I had to narrow it down to what I wanted to talk about. And Zero G almost made the cut. And I feel bad that I didn't talk about it, but I wanted to talk about it like a lo-fi house album. But Sev's Zero G album is so good. Like, it is great. it's oh, so much fun. It's so well produced. Like, the synth, the, the sound font is so much. It's just really, really like pleasing to listen to.
3: Yeah, like that and seven, seven, seven. I think they. Yeah, like, the sample-based have that... stuff is good too. It's it's like he has a sound, and you can definitely hear it when you listen to it.
0: Shout out, Sam, buddy. Great choice. Right, keep them coming, guys. We got twenty more minutes. Uh, Crystal Eternal, what is your musical guilty pleasure?
3: Oh. Well it's not electro swing, so mm-hmm. <laughs> can be, can be
1: nice. <laughs> yes. thank God. <laughs> nice one. Nice nice that nice, was good.
3: Um Let me think here. I think it's probably well. I don't know what I would call guilty pleasure. Cause I'm not I'm not too like shameful in the music that I listen to. Like, there's nothing... We, we had a really
0: interesting conversation in the Discord server today, actually, about yeah. Christian music. Oh, okay. And yeah, they were yeah, talking like about, that. like, someone brought up some metal bands that I guess were, like, like, borderline Christian metal bands. Somebody posted, like, a Stephen Curtis Chapman song. I posted an Amy Grant song. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was a fucking fire song, so... I would consider that a guilty pleasure, I guess. Like if I had to choose one would be like Christian music that my parents listened to when I was a kid. That for me is nostalgia because that's what I grew yeah. up hearing.
3: You know? I would say something that like you probably wouldn't pin me for listening to that I listen to somewhat frequently is uh Coldplay. Specifically uh, like Coldplay's um, got some good shit. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spe- specifically like the like 2004-ish time cool, like, period.
1: Oh, like parachutes and uh, the uh, brush of blood. Too, yeah, and like the scientists blood.
3: and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Skelly, you're totally
0: out of the, the camera frame. Oh, and oops. if you don't center oh, up, I'm gonna put DJ Cena where your face is supposed oh, to no. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you, man.
1: Um, you know it's funny because you're like something that people wouldn't expect of me. To, well, no one was expecting doo-wop and no one was expecting casino either. So I think that we're all for, <laughs> yeah. I love I mean, it. I this episode. Expect the, expect the unexpected with Crystal Eternal.
0: Yes. I'm, yeah. No Coldplay, lot. Plays of... good shit. Like I even like Eva yeah. La Vida. God damn it. There's a great <laughs> Shuge song. It's called Chinese Sleep Chant. It's a goddamn uh-huh. great Shuge song. Like look it up. Okay we'll do Viva
1: uh, the produced by Brian, Eno. so, you know, no, no,
0: oh. Celadon dream suite with another fire question was playing at slush fest in New York city, any different from playing nostalgia lounge or a local show? If so, how was it
3: different? Um, a lot more pressure. I'll say that I was a lot more nervous for that one than anything I've ever played. Um, just like, I don't know. I I can't really put into words how thankful I was for that opportunity. Um, I hope to be able to play there again someday. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of like a lot going on in my mind. That was you know. Like, eyes, oh, I can't mess this up. Yeah, fair. <laughs> there be people there.
0: Lot of beers. beers. Yeah, a lot more people.
1: Yeah. A Lot of peers up there from far away, yeah. It's a big deal.
0: What is the weirdest music that you enjoy?
3: Mmm. The weirdest music. I'd say conventionally, probably like um death grips. Um, okay. Oh, that's a cold
0: take, girl. Come on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, everybody in the Wave loves death grips, so you're gonna have to try <laughs> out of it. That's uh, not really that weird
0: here, man. Let me push you outside <laughs> no. your comfort zone. Okay. Uh, what's yes. some what's yes, something I... you're embarrassed to admit that you like? All right, come on, sis, what do you got for us? Or or like put us on something that like we definitely have never heard of.
3: Oh man. You're expecting me to pull out like some. Like, I know. I'm sorry. Yodeling. But this is the
0: content that I crave.
1: We've done that before.
0: Bro, who was actually... our guest that like found fucking like <laughs> random albums at like like meditation albums at at yeah. the thrift? Sh- who was that? Who was that? It <laughs> was I can't oh, remember. And I was okay. just like, oh my god. I, I we've got
1: a lot of weird stuff like that from people. That's and, like uh, some, yeah. some
3: iClick type shit. You know what that reminds me though i I think i have something that sort of relates to this what i'll do is um i used to work at a media store so um lots of random cds would come through there um i would go through the clearance section um find the cheapest stuff and find the weirdest album covers i could like i was just (laughs) digging for like like what is this like i can't ascertain anything from this cover yeah yeah so i would pull these things out like a lot of it was like electronic music from the, from the nineties or like, um, there was one called Congotronics that was Kongotronics. like, Kongotronics. <laughs> that was like, I'm gonna look um, that up right now. yeah, look up Congotronics. It's oh, it's I'm, kind of insane.
1: I'm way, I'm way ahead of you, my girl. Congotronics.
2: Like, oh, <laughs> <God,
3: I'm laughs> <laughs> that Brad. one's a weird one.
0: Okay, Ryan Mediocre, is there any other way we can support Nostalgia Lounge or the Columbus scene as a whole if we can't make it to the show?
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, a share is always worth its weight in gold. I I can't thank you guys enough if you share the announcements for our stories because even if you can't make it, maybe one of your friends can. Um, Letting people know about it, thats that's really like... That that stuff means so much to me. So, um, right. you know, people that aren't even affiliated with the show doing promo for it is just like, I owe you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I honestly like, I love I love that shit. I and I don't know if it's just like, just maybe I just find it like easier than other people. But like, I love trying to trying to support and shout out. I don't know. It's just a thing you should all do it it's fun it helps build the scene you know uh what is um not not what is um how many hours per day would you estimate that you listen to music hmm
3: it's a good question um passively probably close to yeah because if I'm thinking about like Music I put on at work and stuff, probably a good nine, ten hours a day. Oh, man. Yeah. That I, wish, I wish I could just put some
0: shit on and listen to it at work <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a lot, man. That's, that's a lot. Skelly, are you
0: allowed to listen to music while you're operating? Yeah. Or allowed? Right. I'm sure you kind of make those decisions, don't you?
1: I mean, yeah, but the procedures I normally do, if it's like a normal day are pretty short and I'm just like kind of dropping back and forth between. I got movies. you. And it probably
0: would like like make it difficult to do your job well if you were listening to music then.
1: I kind of am trying to get in and out as quick as possible most of the I got time. So we have like short, short procedures, you know, so they're not that you. long. I
0: okay. I have to listen yeah, to people also, Yammer all day long, so I can't.
1: I, I listen to my commute, though. My commute to work is long, so I'll, I'll put it on
0: then. Oh, damn it. Celadon, that's a great question how do you decide the got a lot of good
1: questions today
0: wait a minute nope <laughs> I skipped somebody let me ask okay. Luxus first what are your goals in the URL scene in
3: 2024 um you know I actually um, as of like 10 minutes before this went live I announced that Nostalgia lounge will be doing a uh, benefit show um, URL um, for Ohioans um specifically transgender ohioans that are uh, being affected by some new legislation um so the That's new great. so this um, this benefit would um would benefit the um, trans ohio organization which is um, helping connect people in the state with care out of state and helping people um, you know live some some semblance of a normal life in extreme circumstances so um obviously we want to make enough noise to um get these things changed but you know taking it one step at a time yeah
0: yeah that legislation That's is pretty place. pretty ugly yeah it's mm-hmm. terrible i i think you'd be hard-pressed to find a fan
1: sounds like a great good show for a great cause
0: yeah absolutely good. can't wait to see the uh promotion in the lineup drop for that
3: yeah and, then, and obviously like I want to do more URL stuff um, I'm always open to playing shows for other people as well so uh, you know I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out
0: good we do not fuck with transphobia on hot takes so <laughs> we will definitely help you promote that absolutely and on to Celadon Dream Suite's question sorry to skip you buddy how do you decide when a track is finished
3: oh yeah um I think it's like I'll make I'll make several different drafts of it and um not all at once but um one after another like I'll take it with me in the car and listen to it and be like hmm that's uh not quite not not quite baked yet um let's Let's try again. Um, then I'll come back to the computer and work on it a little more. Um, and really, it's just kind of like chiseling at it until I'm like, I don't think there's anything else I can do to this. <laughs>
0: it's just a vibe, huh? Yep. Great question, KJ Valium. What are your top five
3: video games? Mm, that's a good one. Um... Ooh. Okay, I love I love a lot of story based like story driven games. Um, not, Same. I'm not not huge in the gameplay, um, but um, I love a good story. I'd have to say, Life is Strange. I love that whole franchise. Um, I I love Zelda games. Um, that's. It's pretty universal, but um, Wind Waker is probably my favorite Zelda game. Um, it's got a very unique art style. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I enjoy um, oh, Team Fortress 2. I was obsessed with Team Fortress 2 for the longest time. Um See, what else have i put so many hours into minecraft is an easy one for me oh yeah um just i i used to be able to spend hours playing that not so much anymore but uh it had its time um and tony hawk's underground that would be my fifth one
0: hard choices one last one before we finish up Ognos wants to know if you've ever played Octopath Traveler
3: I have not I have seen it and I really want to play it but I have not had a chance to play it yet
0: if you like JRPGs you definitely should at least play the second
3: one I loved it that's what I've heard I'll definitely be checking that out poor
0: Lux had to put up with me playing the shit out of it (laughs) 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 Um, it's actually one last question. I guess we can get in right, right quick. Celadon says, "Yeah, what's something about music production that you wish you knew way earlier?" Oh, that's
3: a good okay.
0: Yeah, fire question. That would have
3: today. That would have to be um, isolating frequencies and um, EQing. Um, there was a lot of a lot of time in my like early music making when I would. Be like, oh, why does this just Bruh. sound so terrible on my speakers? It just sounds like they're just shaking and like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, I I, I didn't change that much. Bruh. I just kept adding stuff. Damn, like, oh, son. okay. So my, my mids are way blown out. Um, and they're baked into the song now. And So there's a lot of my older music that's really just, you know, a lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well said. Damn. The Elgato strikes again. Elgato. (laughs) Let me hear... Oh no, I was triggering sounds while I was typing the ranking of the games. Let's just trigger all of them. Just kidding. We love you guys. We are at the moment, at the end of the show, where we really need to go ahead and wrap up and and give you the floor so that you can kind of talk about what you want to shout out and what matters to you and just promote yourself and, and just say anything you want to say before you finish up.
3: Yeah. Um, well, you know, you can follow me just about anywhere. I'm on Twitter. I am on Instagram. Um, just look up crystal eternal. I'm sure there's not many other things named that. Um, but, um, yeah, we're doing a show in Columbus, Ohio this Friday. Um, Nostalgia Lounge with Frank Jav um, and have um, King Quartz and VCR Headaches, they're taking the stage as a duo, and uh, myself. Um, and I'll be playing my new album, Key Gen, live for the first time. Um, been doing a lot of practice with that, so I'm very excited to share that. Um, and also, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, but um, we're doing the Benefit Show URL. It's going to be on March thirty first, the Transgender Day of Visibility. Um, you have until March seventeenth to get um, sets in. Um, I did put out a, a form for it, I like a Google form. So if you're already playing that this? or being a part of it being a part of it, um, you know, check my Twitter. It will be on Instagram soon. So um yeah. Thank you guys for for coming to this and and putting this on and and having me, um, yeah. it's really been um, fun to to look back and um, think about all this stuff that I haven't thought about for a long time.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you. were glad you saw that, right?
0: We've got uh, it links job. up in chat from the from Lux. Thank you for the uh, the Nostalgia Lounge show. Um, I will definitely be submitting for the um, the the URL event if possible we'll yeah, see how that goes you. but no thank you for rounding out our third season yeah um, perfect perfect like I said last night perfect guest for the show <laughs> um, Skelly you got anything coming up you want to talk about
2: Um,
1: there's a new uh, benefit for medical workers and journalists for, in Palestine for a uh, uh, compilation album on Dreamshore Records I have a song on that can um, get that from them. Support a good cause, and then uh, free February Palestine, 3rd. baby. Yep, absolutely. And so I got a song on that compilation album, Benefit Comp. And then um, there is uh, February third is uh, Eclipse, which is the uh, Witch House Funk Dark Synth Party in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Milkboy, and you can go to that and uh, I'll post the link for tickets.
0: Yeah, please post that shit. I can't wait to go to slash play one of those. Oh yes,
1: definitely. Because
0: like like dark vibes. Like I like the fact that it's like just play something dark. Play some yes. dark synth. Play some wave. Play some witch house. Play some, you know, some EBM, whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Here you go. I've got nothing. Coming up, I did. I did recently complete a set that uh, you may have heard bits of in the pre-roll while I was talking when I shouldn't have been, uh, and that'll be for a as yet unannounced, but so far annual important vapor adjacent live stream event. So that'll be good. Uh, it's like a neo R&B set full of a lot of like early 2010s kind of back when like chill wave, synth wave, vapor wave, and, and like future trap we're all kind of like together nice. uh, stuff that's kind of like birth from the whole like active child how to dress Just well done. holy yeah, other alley. type sound you'll love it buddy you hours. really will I mean I've got some tracks it. from Supreme Cuts nice. uh, magic fades I've got the vectroid flip of oh, echo yeah some great stuff um, but but that's as yet unannounced other than that man nothing Um, but we do want to thank again uh, our guest Crystal Eternal for being willing to come on the show. She's very busy. Uh, yes. She works a lot. She's got a lot of things going on. She's got some some big changes coming up. So, so the fact that she made time for this means a lot. Uh, yes, thank you. She is. She's a very dear friend of our of our community, and uh, and fits right in, right at home on hot takes yeah. so thank you crystal and he, thank you chat awesome. you guys really idea. turned out in a big way we had a lot of regulars and new people in so chat we, we thank you guys
1: we had a lot of people in chat all states thank you actually <laughs> yes. i want to just go thank ahead you for thank coming you. out
0: thank you to my mods uh strip silence luxury elite luxury noise Roche corp short stuff uh and some other people who who aren't as active but thank you for for being our mods uh thank you indie advent for all the help that that you've been these three years uh capturing and uh and rendering and and sending us uh the video so that we can put these on youtube uh and thank you agnos uh agnos was incredibly helpful in fixing some of the technical difficulties we had with the donor lens episode Uh, i recently moved to a new rig upgraded computer don't know what i'm doing agnos really helped me fix some issues with the um the VOD not having the right tracks, recording, and uh, and with the uh, the like clock, the the Hertz or whatever for my audio interface being out of sync with with um, Streamlabs. So shout out everybody that helped. Shout out to all the donors. Uh, in the pre-roll, you guys saw our top three donors. Some of these people have given over a hundred dollars to Hot Takes. Like that's nuts. That's Thank nuts. you guys. And Thank and you your do. your money is going straight back to. The people that you love and know, so thank you for that. Uh, meet us. I'm thinking in two weeks that'd be February five. 4th. I think we're gonna start an hour early. I haven't ironed out the yeah. details yet. Um, but yeah. Oh, thank you, Lux. She's she's posting all the links again to follow. Jump in our Discord. Jump check out our Spotify playlists and and donate if you feel, uh, the, if the spirit moves you, as Doctor Chris would say. Um, but listen. anyways, um, yeah, so we're probably going to do, like, like 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and I'm thinking we're going to do, like, a free-form, like, more community-oriented uh, episode. We'll see. It might be chaotic, but that's great. That's the content I crave. Um, I so it. thank you guys again for being here. We love you all, and we will see you in two weeks. More info to come about that. Keep your ear to the ground. Good right. night. Good night. I'm so hot, <laughs> So I have a hot take for you. My hot take? Well, I think some
1: artists
3: need to put a little more energy in their lives.
0: Overly complicated tracks are things that uh, that kind of ruin a track for me.
3: Don't stick to any kind of genre label. Future bass is the worst music genre ever created.
0: <laughs> Barbara Beats was the original vaporwave. Buck, General MIDI Choir. It's all bad. Bruh. Worst album artwork I've ever seen is. Uh, Days, father of all motherfuckers, probably.
1: I find new music often, and I usually illegally download
0: it. Stuff that sounds good. Sample is vaporwave. It's still vaporwave, buddy. Miniwave is a, a form of vaporwave. Deal with it. Gen Z's the future of vaporwave. I said it. What is your musical guilty pleasure, Babe Barrett? It's gotta be K-pop. If you don't like milk chocolate chip
3: ice cream,
0: you are a baby.
2: Music isn't real. That's not weed.
0: Mm.
1: I'm Dan Mason. This is Babe Barrett. This
2: is FM Skyline. This is Mesh.
0: Yo, this is Groovy Kaiju! This is Christ. You're listening to to uh Hot uh, Taste. That's that's the one. Don't touch my records ever